Hello, everyone. It is Sunday night, sun- September 15th. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the 28th episode of the Tech Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net, and tonight we're going to be talking all about you and how you can do things more efficiently using a great service called If Then, If This, If That. Craig, you got to help me out on here. If This, Then That. And of course, there's several ways that you can check us out. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Tech ed show and we always use the hashtag tech educator and of course you can also check out our great website techeducatorpodcast.com where you can subscribe to us check us out all of our videos you can subscribe to us on youtube we have 429 youtube subscribers at the moment you can scroll your way down here and listen to everything on our show you can check out our schedule and most importantly right here we have an itunes widget where you can subscribe to all of our educational podcast from TeacherCast, Instructional Tech Talk, Techlandia, Patui, and much, much more. Of course, we love it when you subscribe to our free newsletter. And right down here, there is a great box that says stay updated on your professional development. That's right. You can be updated every single week on what's going on on Techlandia, on Instructional Tech Talk, on Patui, and of course, on the Tech Educator Podcast and TeacherCast. Thank you so much. Welcome, and we are so glad that you're joining us today. We want to know where you're from. We want to know how you are joining us today. If you're on TeacherCast.tv, please check us out on our chat box. We love it. Uh, We're seeing right now John is on the chat box. Craig Yen is on the chat box. Give a shout-out to our friend Peggy George and, of course, Jamie down in Atlanta, who, by the way, had a great EdCamp yesterday. Congratulations out there to the at EdCamp ATL girls. They had such an amazing time. We have a great show. We have a full lineup of our co-hosts. I want to introduce onto the program Mr. Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you tonight? I'm doing really well tonight, Jeff. Thanks for asking. You are joining us from the, uh, not, not the frozen tundra, but the green tundra. Well, where are you right now, Sam? I am in Palo Alto, in the middle of the computer lab with a green screen behind me to block all that ugly stuff. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, isn't it, though? That's really, really cool. I, I like that little setup that you got there. Thank you, thank you. I was trying to upgrade. I needed Mainly I needed a light in front of me, so I had to move where I was and what was in the background in order to make that happen. Want to give a big shout-out out there to Holly Steele, who's joining us from Anaheim. And uh, Sam, was that difficult to set up? I know a couple weeks ago we did our green screen show where you showed us a, a different... Uh, setup that you had what what is that out there well this is a, a significantly simpler setup it's actually one of those big oval commercially available green screens that had a stand that goes with it so the setup on this is really really easy i met holly yesterday at uh at camp palm springs actually hi holly nice and also joining us on the show tonight is mr jeff herb jeff how are you tonight I'm doing very well. Thank you, Jeff. Good to see you. And uh, thank you for being here. You you had a busy day, didn't you? You you had a homecoming of sorts, didn't you? Yes, we have actually had a very busy week. Uh, this was our homecoming week at our high school, and uh, therefore every day this week seems to have something filled with uh, homecoming-related things. So it's been nonstop uh, events and planning for all the things that happened during this this week. So I'm kind of run a little ragged (laughs) but it was all great a lot of fun it's great to have you here again uh talk to us a little bit about what's going on at your uh, network instructional tech talk uh yeah recently it's been just getting some different articles out there it's kind of fitting one of my recent ones talks about if this then that and the twitter triggers that 
have been re-released for them. I'm sure we'll talk about that tonight. Um, but there is some instruction, a little bit de of definition uh, in an article over there on instructionaltechtalk.com talking about those Twitter triggers. So I'm sure we'll get into more detail on that coming up, and it'll make more sense to those of you who are like, what in the world are you talking about? Um, but you'll have a good resource to see what those do once we're done talking about that tonight. Nice. And speaking of great resources, I want to bring on, when he's done choking, Mr. John Samuelson. John, how are you tonight? I'm all right. If, I'm, if, I, if I can breathe, I'm fine. Excellent. Well, we hope you can certainly breathe. And uh, I see here on the chat that Katrina Simmons is looking forward to EdCamp TX. So uh, you're down there in the big TX. What's happening with Techlandia and all of your stuff? You're, uh, you're going on a trip tonight, aren't you? I am. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm less than t minus ten hours away from leaving for the great state of Arizona, and uh, I'll wave to Peggy as I go by in the bus. And I'm going to the mobile learning conference with, and uh, Tony Vincent and Catherine Burdick have put that on. This will be the third year in a row, and this will be the third year in a row I've presented there as well. So it's a good show. It's a good time. If you get a chance next year and you're interested in mobile learning, it's really the place to go to. Nice. And, uh, of course, a big shout-out out there from our wonderful Peggy George, who's saying, Woo! Arizona. Well, we have right. a lot of great stuff happening this week on TeacherCast, I will say. We just released episode number 102 from our, podca our roundtable podcast series, and it was featuring uh, Steve Dembo and Adam Bello, and it was on their book Untangling the Web, which was a great interview that I did with them. And uh, it, not a very long one, actually. So if you don't have a lot of time, certainly check that out. And you can find that, of course, at podcast.teachercast.net slash TCP102. The video is up there. If you haven't read their book yet, it is great. It is 23, I believe, EdTech tools for every educator. And, of course, if you haven't uh, been following Adam or Steve, you, can, you certainly should out there. They just have a wealth of information for them. And if you haven't tried out EduClipper, uh, I would certainly recommend that as well. Um, lots of other stuff happening. Um, if you are watching TeacherCast.TV live right now, I would urge you guys to stay with us. We have a great night of programming. For the first time, we're actually going to be bro uh, broadcasting the Principles podcast, which isn't necessarily their official name yet. We haven't actually come up with an official name yet. But it is three amazing administrators that are going to be starting their own show, and that's live tonight on TeacherCast.TV at 9.30 Eastern. And I believe, Sam, that's what? That's 5.30 Pacific? Yeah, maybe that's it. I, I don't know. I don't wear a watch, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> oh, Hi. Hi, Walker. Hi, hi, hi. How are you, Walker? Good, good. Did you hear about Ed Camp Palm Springs? I, I heard about Ed Camp Atlanta. I heard that was really, really good. They got they got nothing on Palm Springs. No, I no, tell no, you, no. that Ed place Camp, is hopping. Ed Camp Atlanta was all about teacher cast. You got to, Jamie, t tell, tell Walker what was going on. Uh, what, what would about Palm Springs? Well, I, I got a press pass to Ed Camp Palm Springs. See, I'm still wearing it. See? That's. That's that's, nice. that's that's awesome. Somebody wasted paper. That's... It wasn't just somebody. It was John Stevens, man. Double oh. nine. Oh wow! I'm so <laughs> right? sorry. Walker, how are things over there at the Patui Network? They're they're pretty good. I gotta say, we've got a lot of great stuff going on. Met a lot of new friends this week. Uh, yesterday, we got to talk about teachers and uh, and puppet making. And this week, hopefully, we're talking to the CEOs of Tinker and Roblox. So that ought to be fun. 
Now, now, Waka, you had a, a, a show on uh, Patui this last Tuesday. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the, uh, the show that happened on Tuesday night. Oh, you bet. Uh, so on Tuesday night, we had a great collection of people talking about uh, Kai... Kaizetta. Kaizetta, yeah. It's a response system that used to be called voice comments, but they wanted to be more meaningful and less pronounceable, so they changed their name to Kaizetta. <laughs> and it's pretty cool because it works with Google Docs. What, what do you mean I shouldn't have said that? Anyway, <laughs> it works pretty with Google Docs, and it's pretty cool because it allows kids to record, too. So and there's, you, there's lots of good stuff going on there. And you, you have another show coming up this Tuesday, don't you? Right, right, with the uh, the CEO of Tinker and uh, Roblox, and I think uh, Beth Bleckerbit also known as Tech Mama. So we're just moving right along to uh, paraphrase a well-known puppet-based song number. And uh, that, of course, can also be heard this week on Tuesday at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern. Right, five, it's 8 Eastern, 5, 5 p.m. Pacific. Pacific on TeacherCast.tv. And, of course, you can check out org for more information on that. Uh, Walker? Yes. It was right. nice to see you. Always good to see you, Jeff. Talk to you soon. Hey, Walker. Walker, yes, before you go. Yes. Somebody wants to know in the chat, what was the what was the weird unpronounceable name so we can actually send out a link to it? Do you remember Kaizena. it? K-A-I-Z-E-N-A, I think, dot com. Okay, gotcha. And uh, you. Walker, before you leave, people on the chat here, uh, Mr. Jay Eitner wants you to wave goodbye to him. Uh, okay, here we go. In one, two. <laughs> you know, at, uh, at, at, at 20, 29 and a half frames per second, that actually looks pretty good here. So awesome. let's get on with our show again. Welcome to the Tech Educator Podcast. We are here live every single Sunday night at 7 o'clock. And tonight we are talking about the app If This Then That, I-F-T-T-T. Um, you know, I'm excited to talk about this today because I honestly don't know anything about it. Can anybody uh, take this away and tell me what If This Then That is? Sure, I can lead off with that, so to speak. So If This Then That is a website that allows you to take all of your various uh, accounts, for example, your Instagram account, and connect it with your Evernote account. So every time you take a picture of your lunch, you can save that forever and ever in your Evernote, <laughs> for example. That, that's um, <laughs> that you do that. I, 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 I don't usually take a picture of my lunch, but I could. I and that, if I did, I would want to save it somewhere. I thought that's what Twitter was for. <laughs> right. No, no. It turns out that Twitter is not for your food. It's for teachers. So, And what you're supposed to do with the pictures of your food is save them to Evernote using your Instagram and then later on put them on your Tumblr called I Ate This for Lunch. <laughs> um, so... Basically, um, if this and that allows you to set up triggers and targets, and you can set up triggers in any number of accounts that will then deliver that information to a target. And the reason that we're talking about it today is because since they recently reinstated one of their most awesome recipes, they are suddenly incredibly useful to people who use Twitter because you can favorite a tweet and send it to Evernote now. So for, for a long time, 
there was a big question about what one would even do with the Twitter favorite. And then the answer was, oh, if this, then that. And then Twitter updated their API, and the answer was no longer if this, and that. And now we are back on again with the if this, then that Twitter favorite trigger, trigger, which I cannot say, but I am a big fan of. Um, Jeff, you've done some work with this. You said you uh, recently published a piece on instructional tech talk about it. Yes, um, you know I think the easiest thing is to just kind of show you what it is because that makes it a lot easier for people to actually conceptualize what is actually going on. So let me uh, get my screen share going here. I'm sure you can see yourself now, right? Um, there we go. Okay, so this is the homepage for if this then that. It's ifttt.com. And it will take you to the login page. I'm already logged in, so maybe I can force it to kick me out. Well, no, I guess not. Um, but all you need to do is create a free account. It's really easy. It's really fast. And it's free. Um, so all you need to do is get that going. Uh, username, password. You can log in with an email address. And it dumps you into what is known as your dashboard, which you're looking at online right now. Um, you'll see that you have your personal recipes, your shared recipes. The recipe is really just the combination of um, the services that you use to see how when you post something on one thing or if something happens on one of your services, what it will do on another service. And these can either be personal or shared. Personal means that they are your own recipes. They're not being shared out with the rest of the IFTTT community. The shared ones means that you're okay, you like the recipe that you created, and you think others may be benefit, benefiting by it, and that is a shared recipe. You can mark it shared. Other people can see those recipes and duplicate them for themselves. So it's always nice to share your work. Uh, if you have something going that you, know, you think other people would like, it makes sense to share it. The ones that I use are pretty um, general, and so that's why they aren't shared, because I think that a lot of people have them already out there. They're some of the ones that are su the suggested ones that you'd see down here, so there's really no reason to share them, because I think people uh, will be able to find them just as easily without me sharing them. Um, so I guess that's the first thing to really show, is that at the bottom of your dashboard, there's all these uh, suggested recipes. They're some of the more popular recipes that are on If This Then That. And uh, you can see that some of them are like uh, add a new WordPress post and it updates with a Facebook page. Um, you can save Instagram photos to your Dropbox. You can save a favorited item in Pocket to Evernote. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff like what, Sam, you were talking about. Um, you know, even if, you know, this it can get very specific too. If tomorrow's forecast calls for rain, send me an email. And so it's, it's really amazing how much it can kind of streamline the way that you get information and the way that you archive information. So far, do we have any questions? I don't want to just keep you surfing all the time. Jeff, uh, we do have a question coming in from uh, uh, Jason and from New Jersey, and he wants to know if you can give us a example of how a school can use something like this, maybe on their website, and also how can educators use something like this. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to give you the Twitter one because that's the one that I use the most. And I think for educators that are on Twitter, um, this particular recipe where it will actually archive your favorited tweets will, is probably the most powerful because it allows you to be able to archive the tweets that you favorited and have kind of like this big, nice, long list 
of tweets that you've said, I need to save this for later. Um, and then you can go to one Google spreadsheet and be able to see all those tweets and kind of, you know, jockey around as you need to. Uh, I think that's a really powerful use of it. So I'm going to go ahead and show you how to create that right now. From your dashboard, which we're at right now, you can go to, as, as long as you're logged in, ifttt.com, it'll take you to your dashboard. Uh, you're going to click Create a Recipe. It's the blue, uh, the blue button over in the middle left. And you'll see this large string of text. Uh, we're going to create the this first. And you, all you need to do is click on the blue this. It's very obvious what it wants you to do. Um, and we're going to scroll down and we're going to find Twitter. And these are all the different services that it connects with. Not even all of them. This is just some of them. These are more the, more the popular ones. You can click here to view all the channels and it'll show all the ones that are available through IFTTT. Um, but I know that the one I'm looking for is on this main page, and that's Twitter, so you can select that one first. Then it asks you to choose a trigger, and these are the triggers that disappeared for a long time and now are back with the new release of If This Then That, so we're all very excited about that. Uh, the one that I'm going to demonstrate for you is uh, creating a new line item on a Google spreadsheet every time you favorite a tweet. And so... You, you want the trigger to be new favorite tweet by you. Okay, so that's the trigger. When you favorite a tweet, this will trigger. Okay, and then we'll do the second part of it in a, in a minute here. So I'm going to click on new favorite tweet by you, and there's no fields to really modify in this trigger because it's very straightforward. When I favorite a tweet, this is going to happen. Okay, so I'm going to create the trigger. I'm already authenticated through my if this then that with my uh, Twitter account. So you can see the if is now replaced, or the if this, the this part is already replaced with the Twitter where it says new favorite tweet by at InstTechTalk. So now we need to create the that. And the that is what's going to happen when I do favorite that tweet. And there are a lot of different options. Uh, the one that I think is the most clean, um, well, there's two. Evernote works really well, and so does Drive. The thing I like about Drive is that it, you can do it into a spreadsheet, and you just get a nice long list of tweets that are all formatted really nicely, and I'll show you that Ooh. right now. So if new tweet by a new favorite tweet by InstTechTalk, then so we're going to click on the that, and we're going to look for Drive. Google Drive is right here. Click on that. Now, mind you, I've had I've created this before. I deleted it for the sake of showing you how to create it. Um, so I hope it doesn't do something crazy to my Google Drive so that it doesn't work for my demonstration. But if you're doing it for the first time, I, I promise you it's very easy to go through these steps. And we'll just hope for the best on this presentation here. Um, so you can look through these different options here. Um, you know, you can upload a file from URL that doesn't necessarily match. You can create a document. Yeah, that doesn't really match what we want it to do either. You can append to a document. That might work, but mostly we just want to add the row to the spreadsheet. That's what's going to really fit, uh, fit in nicely with uh, the trigger that we've selected, which is when I favorite a new tweet, because we know that we want to do something with that tweet itself. And in this, in this case, we want to add it to a row in our spreadsheet. So I'm going to click on that action, it gives you the opportunity to create a uh, 
new spreadsheet name. And you can see down here that it says it will create a new spreadsheet if, the, if one like this doesn't exist already in your drive. Uh, so that's really good to know, too. The folder path is one will be created automatically, ifttt slash Twitter. And then the formatted row created at will be the time, the username, the first link URL, and then the link to the tweet. So it'll just create a nice long list of tweet URLs and uh, links that are in the URL, which is really, really great. Now, Jeff, did you does that automatically populate for you? What are, what are your options to add on that one? Yeah, these are all ingredients here. You can click on the plus, and you can add username, link to tweet, first URL, create a date, and tweet embed code. So these are all the ones that are in here. Most nice. of them are already in there already. Right. Um, yeah, so it's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. I think they have it pretty – that's probably all that I would like in my spreadsheet or the form yeah. that they populated like that. Absolutely. That's the one that I – that's what I consider to be most effective too because then what I typically do is then go in and make little notes next to them if, you know, I have – maybe I hashtag them even just so that I can cla or categorize them a little bit better and then I auto-sort. Now, Jeff, quick so, question for you. Um, yeah. This was – a, a, if you favor a tweet, then that tweet goes into a spreadsheet. So those two things kind of go together. Can you have this set up so that way two things don't go together? I mean, for an example, if I favor a tweet, then an email goes to Sam asking about something, something, something. I mean, do they have to be the same object on the if and on the then side? I guess I don't know what you mean by the same object. Uh, meaning, the, meaning, right now the tweet that you favored is going into a Google spreadsheet, but okay. um, you know, obviously, you said you said Twitter was the first thing, and then when you went to the second items, you had you know you had Google spreadsheets, you had Facebook, you had Instagram, you had all these things, not necessarily having to do with a tweet. So, if I favor a tweet, could that trigger something completely different to happen? Absolutely, you could yes. say every time I favored a tweet, send Sam an email that says, "What did you have for dinner." Or every time I favor a tweet, cycle the light, the color in the on the lights in my house right. through a number of different colors using the hue lights. I was <laughs> just I was just looking for recipes that use the word homework. Let me share that with you here. Um, and some of them, the screen's flashing a little bit. Sorry about that. Some of them are like you can send a text to your Evernote and create a new. Uh, event in your homework planner. Every time you have the word do on your calendar, it'll send out a tweet. But then others were like this one here at the bottom is color loop lights when I complete my homework. So this person created a uh, recipe that when they check off homework on their tasks, the lights in their house flash so that, you know, they can, I guess, celebrate the fact that they got the homework done. This one looks like a, uh, a parent set it up. It's, you know, someone do your homework automated message at a certain time every day. So there's lots of recipes that you can find inside of if, if this and that. So it's nice because it allows you to kind of crowdsource some workflow solutions for tools that you already use. And Absolutely. Can, can a recipe have more than one trigger? So if you favor a tweet, uh, Sam gets an email and John's lights flash. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it's all dependent on the trigger itself. Some triggers will allow you to have, like, nested triggers, but not all of them do. So That's it's really okay. just dependent on the trigger. 
Want to say hello out there to Wes Fryer uh, for joining us. Thank you so much. We had a great, oh, uh, great Fryer, session yesterday on uh, on Classroom 2.0. So we want to say thank you so much for joining us. But uh, Jeff, continue, please, because this is really, really awesome stuff. And thank you guys so much. We are using the hashtag Tech Educator. We have a lot of questions. So if you do have questions, either uh, you know check us out. You can ping me at TeacherCast or any of us and uh, use the Tech Educator hashtag. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, no problem. So we last left off here. We're going to be creating the action that's going to be taking place. And you can kind of monitor how far we're progressing through this by looking at the step. We're at step six to seven. So it's really a quick process to put together something that is seemingly relatively difficult. Um, But where we are, we're creating a new spreadsheet called New Favorite Tweet. It's in a folder drive path of IFTTT slash Twitter. And then these are the formatted rows, uh, created at username, first link URL, and a link to the tweet itself. So all you have to do then, I mean, remember, these were all pre-populated. We didn't even need to fill these out. You're welcome to change them if you want, um, but they work perfectly fine just the way they are when they come to you from the preset action. Um, I'm going to go ahead and click Create Action. And... Because I have my Google Drive already linked to if this, then that, uh, you'll see that it shows up here automatically. If you didn't, all that would happen would be a box that would show up and ask you to authenticate through your Google account. Um, And then it'll just automatically know that you wanted to work with your Google Drive because that's the recipe that you're working on. So I'm just going to put in this. talking so that because I knew I'm sure I would get muted Um, so this I just put favorited tweets go to drive just so you can remember what your recipe does without having to like go in and actually identify what it what happens Uh, then hit create recipe it thinks about it and then on your personal recipes page it'll dump you out to your my recipes it shows that if Twitter then drive you know so that's why the description comes in real handy if you're going to be creating multiple recipes because just looking at that you have no idea what that does the description says favorited tweets go to drive so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go and favorite a tweet um, and then we'll see see what we got here how about this one combine your to-do list and calendar we'll do this guy right here i'm going to favorite this i i can see somebody spending hours doing this jeff and by somebody, he means himself. <laughs> well, I've got I've got twenty seven recipes found that connect with WordPress, either into or out of this thing, Jeff. So that's pretty crazy. Let me ask you that one, Jeff. I mean, there are so many plugins that people look at for auto posting to Twitter. Can you set something up where if my blog posts, then it goes to Twitter? Uh, Yes, you can. You can do it with any number of platforms. And it was so funny because I that was one of the triggers I set up and then I lost track of it. And I found myself confused that when I posted a blog, it tweeted out and I couldn't figure out where that was set up from. I was Mm -hmm. digging through the back end of my blog trying to find it. I came back to if this and that and there it was the, uh, you know, if I post a blog, send out a tweet. But you can even do it, you know, if you take if you tag a photo on Flickr create a blog post from it. I'm not sleeping tonight. 
I'm not sleeping. Hey, can I uh, say something real quick? I've been I've been dead silent this whole time. Yeah, go for I lost I lost the batteries in my mount my magic mouse. By the way, that's what I was doing before. But um, <laughs> I was looking at the chat box, and what Holly was talking about is a good point. It's like um, she said. Is there something else you can do besides favoriting a tweet? I don't know why I always jump to favoriting a tweet first, but it's one of the things that I do all the time, and then I never have the time to look back at them. But when I had if this, then that, then I could I put them into my Evernote. I think that I'm going to do the Google Drive thing now that uh, Jeff has talked about it. I think that's a the spreadsheet is a better idea, but um, it actually gave me time to look back at them. But I was thinking, if you were talking about connecting everybody and something different for Holly than favoriting a tweet. What if you had like a school Pinterest board, let's say, where your teachers could all pin their ideas. And so that way, if, if there's a Pinterest pin, then you can send it out or you could send an all staff email or, you know, there's, there's different ways you could probably use it where you could, um, going back to the, the question that was asked before, where if you're trying to use it with your school, maybe you have something school that you're trying to all share an idea, um, or if it goes to your school hashtag, let's say let's say you tweet a great link to your school hashtag, then it can go ahead and populate to a Pinterest board or something like that. Is there anything you know that, of Jeff that's um, kind of like that at all, or am I just throwing darts at the wall there and just trying to see well, what's stick? Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think back to the, I know that there's four, four different triggers, and I'm just navigating back to that page so that you can see which ones they are here. Um, okay, the four are anytime you tweet something. So the trigger would fire every time that you post a new tweet on Twitter. There's also one that is a new tweet by you with a specific hashtag, and that one I think probably fits what you're talking about. Uh, John, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can specify which hashtag if this and that is looking for, and every time you post a tweet with that hashtag, then it will put it somewhere. But you know, right. then you define the action. So I guess if you do it with um, hashtag pin, you know, then it would pin it to a Pinterest board if you set up that as the action. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that, right, even if you did something like, I think about um, the great uh, principal, Tim Lauer, that has such a terrific, like, robust um, Flickr feed for, for, like, his Flickr Instagram feed is unbelievable. If you could take something like that and say, every time Principal Lauer posts something to the Lewis uh, Elementary School um you know, uh, Instagram account, then it would go and you, you could populate like maybe some kind of um, visual collage or something like that, or you know, or it would, or it could collect them all after ten Instagram posts. It could email the parents that had signed up for it, and then they could get like the digest of his Instagram pictures. I think there's a lot of possibilities. You just have to be like Jeff Bradbury is going to be tonight and stay up really late and just explore <laughs> the possibilities. I think. Right. Thanks, John. Jeff can help me pack. <laughs> can I, help me pack for my trip. Well, you know, again, if you are out there, we, we you know, at 9.30 Eastern, we're going to actually be doing the first uh, Principles podcast. And so you can uh, listen to that and uh, hear what people like Dr. Spike Cook and Jessica Johnson have to say. want to give a big shout out uh, to Katie Ann underscore 76, who's joining us tonight and talking about her 
uh, projects that she's using here. And there is a, a request from Wes to talk about the iOS app. Does anybody have any experience using the If This Then That iOS app, John? Yes, of course I do. Um, I, the iOS app for it in here, I guess I can... Um, let's see, I, I mean, I would guess I would like to go ahead and... I, I had to actually like... put that on a machine the other day because I wanted to use the channel for the photo stream and have it upload to my school box account. So I took the school iPad that I have and I put the iOS app on it and I made it so that everything from that school photo stream goes up to my box account, theoretically making it much easier for me to use the photos that I take of the kids working during the day. Now, to be honest, I haven't had a chance to go and check my box account and see where those photos are ending up or if that's working. But that did cause me to download the app and install it. Have you? What have you done with it, John? I I haven't. It's it's been kind of um, a challenge for me. I mean, the app is there. You can sync it with your account. It'll it'll work nicely. I mean, you can you can look at all your recipes and things. The one the one other one the other recipe that I had basically was I'm kind of a I'm kind of a music buff, and so I I you can connect a SoundCloud account. So there are some really cool things that people do on SoundCloud, like where they make some music or they, they do a mashup or whatever. So if this one or two, if these one or two people um, produced a new mashup and they uploaded it to SoundCloud, I produced one where it would go ahead and give me a notification and email me so that I could go ahead and look at it. And um, I, I mean, I don't know how the iOS app works with all the different things, but if I have it, I have it right here. And so... Um, I mean, it, it lets you page through some different things, and I think you can go ahead and I haven't tried it before. <laughs> I know I should I should put on my reflector, but um, I think you can take the recipes that you have, and I think you can still use it. And the advantages you can build recipes from your iPad and go that way. Do you have it, Sam? Have you built a recipe actually on the iPad? Well, in order to upload from my um photo stream, I had to put it onto my iPad. So in order to even add the photo stream channel, I had to be on my iPad. So, but if you look, there's like, if you go to your iOS photos channel, um, oh, this actually doesn't give you, I could edit the channel there and it'll say, apparently I just deactivated it. That's good. Um, <laughs> I haven't actually created any recipes except for that one from here. And now I'm trying to remember exactly how I did that. It must be under recipes. No, it's not shared recipes. Let's see if I can get it real quick. It's one of those made for the iPhone ones. So sometimes on my iPad, I feel like it really doesn't give you a whole lot of... Yeah, there you can see my only three recipes. Our Twitter fave, then Evernote. If I put up a blog post, then send it to Twitter, and if there's a Gmail, send it to Evernote. So apparently the the um, iOS photo one never connected. Okay, here, I think I've got it going. Let me see if I can do this. See if I can screen share it. All right, let me see. Oh, well, I'm being, I'm being wonky here. Let's see. They might have too much going on. Can you see that one? Can you see my iPad? Yes. Yeah. Let me okay. uh, let me re keep talking, but let me redo everything here for you. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. It's actually it's actually forced. I usually use mine in landscape. It's for uh, it's forcing it portrait right now. So here's the um, actual app. And so if I hit that little 
recipe bar right there. And so I'm just hitting that little black circle in the top right. You can go ahead and create a recipe straight in. So you can do it just the way that Jeff just did. And you can scroll through and you can see all the different things that it has. It has then. This is a pretty good app, this 500px. But so you can go through. And so there's one that's close to, to Sam's heart. You've got Blogger. I know I use Buffer a little bit for some. Um, sometimes I don't use as much as I should. But I, I think that the one that you always go is if you put something into your Dropbox, that might be a good one. And so you can go ahead and you just have to go ahead. I haven't activated any of these things, but I wonder what it even does for ESPN. You could even have ESPN alerts gone to you then. So you can go ahead and say, okay, if there's a, a last-minute win by the Chicago Bears where they break the hearts of the Minnesota Vikings, um, <laughs> you could go ahead and put that in there. And then you could probably go ahead and just trigger that so that it would go ahead. And there's your email option, Jeff, so that yep. if you wanted to go ahead and, and – go through it so you really can work it pretty decently look at all the options you have on there if you wanted to check up on your kids if they check on foursquare you could say any new check-in from my foursquare it gives me a, a email so i know where my kids are at all times if i can't <laughs> use it if i if i'm not using it find my iphone on them but look it's got linkedin it's got tons of different things that are on there and there's the soundcloud one any new public track, and then you can go in and you can see when comments are there. So it really looks like you can go through just like Jeff did, and it's a little bit hidden, but all you have to do is hit the little recipe and then click the plus button, and then you can start build. You could just build recipes straight on your iPad that would work. And that's what I got for you. And so I just, that's awesome. I, I'm going to have to check out the. If this than that app too, but I wanted to show you real quick what the end result is for the new favorite tweet to Google spreadsheet, and this is what it ends up looking like. It, it takes the link to whatever was in the tweet. So if I were to click on this, this is from Rochelle Wooten. She posted something on YouTube, and I'm like, cool, awesome. And then this is actually a link to her tweet itself. So um, it's pretty cool. Uh, something you, we didn't really talk about, if you're a blogger and you embed a lot of tweets into your blog posts, uh, there is an option, there's one of the ingredients when we were setting this up is the embed code for that specific tweet. So they can automatically put the embed code, embed code into one of the spreadsheet cells so that you only need to just copy and paste that to be able to bounce that right in. So that's pretty cool too. And would you suggest putting things into a spreadsheet like this versus Evernote? I mean, did you say that you had this going to Evernote? And if so, could you show us what that would look like? Uh, I can create it. I took it off okay. for this account. So I mean, that, I, that just I makes can, a new uh, that makes a new it. note, right? Every single time, a new Evernote in a, in a specific notebook? I, I think Sam can respond to it better. Yeah, I believe that's what I've got it set up to do. Let me log into Evernote here and double check. Um, when I was just looking at the app, it was showing me all the notes that it had created uh, with all of the favorites that I'd done. And the reason that I do the Evernote notebook instead of the Google Drive is um, probably just searchability. I mean, I know I could go to the Google Doc and do a Control-F search on it, but... That's a really good point, because then you can add, you know easy notes to be able to search it to. You can tag it differently. Yeah. Good point. Now, I wonder 
So that wasn't if anyone uses the hashtag. That was just if you use the hashtag, right? We're not stumbling over an archiving option here without noticing it, are we? That's correct. It's only okay. if you use a hashtag. Okay, because it seems like everybody I know on the Internet is always looking for a good way to archive a chat. I know. <laughs> Search hash is the best I've found to be able to populate raw, raw tweets. Okay. Just so you know. Search hash. I'll just have to. I'll have to check that out. Search hash. Um, so here is my Evernote account, and you can see that I've favorited some tweets just recently, and it's made a new note for each one of those, and it gives me the link to the original picture. It gives me all of the content. It gives me uh, the address of the person that tweeted. I've got the time. I've got the date. Um, so. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I think I might switch back to that. But but I could easily see why the spreadsheet would be easier because it's all right there. Right, right. And it looks like this is just going... Is this going to into if this and that Twitter? Yes, it is. So yes. I have an if this and that Gmail notebook and an if this and that Twitter notebook. So what? they get their own notebook in there. Well, the reason I said I'd switch back to it is because I think I like the fact that I can see all the content of the tweet in Evernote. You, you do not have that option in the Google spreadsheet. Right. So mm-hmm. just want to make that clear. And every time an email comes in as marked important it uh, into Gmail, it exports to Evernote for me also. So if I star an email, then it gets, gets kicked over to Evernote. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. I love the uh, fact that, guys, there's a ton of people right now on the chat box over at TeacherCast.tv, and also the Tech Educator and the hashtag IFTTT hashtag are going great. In fact, we just got a shout-out from the one, the only, Cyberman1. So, Jerry, if you're out there watching, we'd love to have you. Oh, yay, Jerry. It's, uh, It's quite an honor to have Jerry and Peggy and Wes on the show at the same time. We should actually do a show with all of them on. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, in fact, really, we could we should just let them do a show, and we should all drop out then. And then Jeff, you could run <laughs> you could run the cameras, and then us we'll drop out. We're we're John, no match for those guys. John, but. he would never have us back. <laughs> That's right. He'd have them on for one show, and he'd be like, "Oh my gosh, was I wasting my time with those adults for?" <laughs> right, right. You know, I will say, just like the Principles podcast, again coming up at nine thirty Eastern. If anybody wants to. Uh, Get into podcasting. I would love to help them out. And uh, this is what we're all about here at TeacherCast. It's a place for teachers to help puppets. No, 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 no. Hey, thanks. It's a place for puppets to help teachers. There you go. This show, anyway. That's what it is. So we would love to know any of your recipes. If you're out there and you got some great recipes, like Craig Yen has been throwing some recipes out there, we would love to hear from that. Of course, you can reach out at techeducatorpodcast.com slash voicemail. And uh, speaking of voicemail, we have a few. Uh, would you guys mind if I see if we can play some of these things? Oh, that's Please. awesome. No, go for it. Um, if you go to techeducatorpodcast.com slash voicemail, uh, let me see if we can find this here. Um, there was a voicemail. I didn't have it ready because this was kind of like spur of the moment here. But uh, we have a few people that have actually been doing this. That's great. Here's here's a sample one. Uh, hello, um, would you please replace John Samuelson with Wes Fryer on the show if he's watching? What are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> I don't think that that's one on there, no. Oh, okay. That was mine. <laughs> that's so funny. 
The problem is I, I oh, had I, I had everything set up and then I erased like thirty two different icons on my home screen and I can't find it. You know, this is a good chance to ask Peggy too. So who are some other? I, ah, I wonder who some of the other people on Classroom Two Point Zero are coming up because the West one was great. I saw that they had they've been having some really good people lately. We should get her. I'll get her in the chat box and we'll see if we can promote some of those guys. All right, let me play this, and we will see if this works. Tell me if you guys can hear this, and we'll go from here. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having this spot where recordings can be left for you. I appreciate the collegiality. I am working with world language students um, from grades 6 through 12, and our district uses Chromebooks, and we're just going into that initiative, and I want to find an app where students can make a recording that can record a topic in a world language class but where the recording gets turned in. I don't want a tool or an online location where students use something to share and to comment like a social app, recording app, because I think Audioboo would be great for that, but I'm looking for something that wouldn't be public where the student couldn't keep the URL, where the student couldn't download the recording and keep it. I'm thinking of test security because from one semester to the next or from the morning class to the afternoon class, the teacher may have the exact same prompt, and I don't want students sharing what they recorded with another student. So um, that's what I'm looking for, and I'm guessing that when I finish this recording and I accept it and I can send it to you, that you will get an email so that we can be in contact. My name is Donna Podgorny, and I'm in... Sounds like you could just use the uh, phone call from TeacherCast then, and... and Or uh, Google Google Talk, right? Right. So what do you guys think? Uh, Something to help her out with her kids, communicating, creating, creating audio content, turning it in, email safety... All that good stuff. And, of course, if anybody out there has a suggestion, we would love to help her out, too, as well. This is all done on an app called SpeakPipe, which is speakpipe.com, where you can actually sign up for a free account and do free voicemails with your kids. And uh, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to record whatever our answers here are then send that right back to her by email. What do you guys think? Gosh, uh, this, is, this is one where you get less fire. Which one did you say? Speakpipe.com. I mean... <laughs> It sounds like, you know, she wants something that's very similar to, except for the downloadability. I mean, the the fact that it can be made into a phone call, it's a discrete thing that isn't easily shared by the student with another student, but is easily shared with the teacher. I mean, I'm thinking that Google Talk or something like SpeakPipe could do this. So you're I mean, thi- Evernote, but then they could share that easily with another student. Right. What about Google? What about voice comments for Google Drive or Kaizena? Would that work for her? You know, I didn't think about Kaizena because th- this this actually came in a few weeks ago before we did that show, and so that actually might be a, a good thing. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That's a it's a hard one. I know all all the ones I know are like public, like that, like VoiceThread. You know, I I know all the basic ones, but. To make it private makes it a little more challenging. Yeah, let me right. think. Well, I mean, a Google Doc with the right with a voice. Uh, Melinda Sears is saying uh, Crokit at Crokit C R O A K I T to email thirty second speaking assignments for foreign language. That's an idea. We'll, can we put That's that a link good, on the uh... good app? That's a good app. 
put that link on the show notes, guys. We'll, we'll just do a yeah. I got there. it. Does Cro- does Crokit have a Chrome app? Does that because is that part of the other part of the equation? They're does using, she need it to have it for her Chromebooks? They're using Chromebooks, which SpeakPipe could still work. I mean, that that all runs through SpeakPipe.com, or you know, you've seen on our our website. Um, at TeacherCast and Tech Educator, they've got a really nice uh, uh, widget that you can put on there. Doesn't like Chrome Store. Crooked has an Android app. Okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering if she'll have to use it in Chromebook. She'd have to use it through the Chrome App Store, right? This I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I don't see Crooked in the Chrome Store. I'm looking right now. But that's, I mean, yeah, I think Crooked would work. iOS, that's a good solution. Yeah, I don't think it's in there. Let's see, I'll check extensions. Mm -hmm. No. Huh. That's a good question, though. Maybe I can put this up on the show notes, and if anybody wants to, I'll I'll chop off, you know, names and stuff like that. But if anybody wants to, uh, we'll do that. That's one where you get playing with media... Maverick, West Fryer, but I think West dropped out of the chat, so hmm. I think he, I think he was having problems. But you know what? If anybody out there watching, whether it be live or on the archive here over at TechEducatorPodcast.com, has a question, uh, we are able to answer it for you live on the show and help you out. And you know what? Even if you want to set up a time where you can come on the show and ask the panel or puppetry, we can certainly do all that stuff. <laughs> Melinda's saying, "Don't worry about Crooked. It's the wrong thing, but it is web based." Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. Hmm. Yeah, right, I guess I it could. I... Be, I guess it could be web-based. It doesn't have to be Chrome apps in the, from the Chrome Store. I wish hmm. I knew more about Chromebooks. I don't yes. have a very good working knowledge of Chromebooks. I, I will. I tell really you, need to buy one. Chromebooks here at the are Tech great. Educator Podcast. We're looking for a fifth host that knows something about Chromebooks. You, <laughs> <laughs> Brett Clark, on. That's true. We should get a uh, Carl. Yeah, Carl's uh, turning into a Chromebook. Chromebooks are great. Oh, really? There are some that are awesome out there, and there are some that are really, really cheap. And I've done shows on Chromebooks. Uh, if you t- go to podcast.teachercast, you can look up um, the show that I did with Samsung and Passaic Schools, and that was a good one. And then I also did a show with Samsung and Memphis City Schools where we talked about Chromebooks and how they're using them. And there's some really, really good ones out there. I know there's a lot of places to go, but I always recommend going right to the source. They always give you an amazing discount and an amazing deal for school districts, especially if you're buying in major, major bulk, whether it be for your schools or not. Um, there, you know, it is the beginning of the school year here, and there's an awful lot of good stuff going on. And I thought we could kind of wrap up today's show just by talking about some of the conferences that we're going to. I know there's a lot of great ones that are coming up here in the New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, but I'll save those for a couple seconds. John, why don't you one more time talk about the conference you're going to and any other ed camps in the Texas region, and then we'll kind of just kind of do a round robin here. I'm noticing that there's a lot of chatting right now about some conferences on our chat box over at TeacherCast.tv. So if you are going to a conference and you'd like to uh, have us announce that or share the date, we would love to. Uh, Hint, hint, Wes and Peg. John, talk to us a little bit about some of the conferences you're going to. All right. Well, so the mobile learning conference, I mean, obviously I'll be, um, if you follow me at iPad Sammy, I'll obviously be doing what I normally do and tweeting and sharing everything that I find there that's starting tomorrow and it's going three days. 
I am organized. I am one of the three organizers of EdCamp ATX, which will be November 9th. So if you're in the Central Texas area, it'll be um, Austin's second attempt at an EdCamp. Um, the first run by the great Chris Fancher at EdCamp Manor, which is a suburb of Austin. We have Matt Gomez doing uh, EdCamp Dallas, and that is uh, in October. I think that that has already had 300 people sign up, and there's already a waiting list for EdCamp Dallas because Matt's been doing that for about three years now, so that one's that one's very strong. And uh, the other one that I saw that really looked interesting was, um, I believe it's called EdCamp Online, where you don't have to be anywhere, but uh, Jeff, you are right, good. Jeff's shaking his head. So do you know EdCamp Online looks a lot like EdCamp Home, except it looks like they've tried, they've got some new software or something, and you don't have to do everything through Google Hangout. Do you know anything more about that, Jeff? I, I don't know much more about it. I did sign up for it. I'm looking forward to doing too. it. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to just seeing how it's run and how it's done. I thought the people that did EdCamp Home did a tremendous job. I really, I thought that was a lot of fun. I didn't get so, a chance yeah. to see that one. I, I, I don't know where I was in the world, but I, I did not have a chance <laughs> to participate in EdCamp Home. But uh, I certainly am looking forward to doing EdCamp Online. And um, those, that's about what I know right now. Those, those are the ones. I'm going to take a break after uh, Mobile 2013, but I will share out anything that I find. There's some great people. I'll be able to see Wes face-to-face. Nice. Um, Jeff, anything in the Illinois, Chicago, or if you, you can just talk about homecoming if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no, <thanks. laughs> now, Ed Camp Chicago coming up on October 26th in Chicagoland area. I know that it was announced somewhere specifically, but uh, it's relatively close to O'Hare this year uh, is what I'm hearing. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then we have the ICE conference, not for another few months. That's, I think, after Christmas even. But I know that that's one that will be good um, to check out. And I think, John, you're coming to that one. Is that correct? I, I'm going to try my best to come to that one because I went last year, and it was we had so much fun. I'm oh, hoping to go take me from the train station again. Yeah, well, I can, I can arrange that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, I know that Wes wanted us to mention the K-12 online conference. You can check that one out at k12onlineconference.org. It looks really cool. A free online conference open to anyone, organized by educators for educators around the world interested in integrating emerging technologies into classroom practice. So um, definitely check that one out, too. And the pre-conference keynote is given by the uh, none other than Shannon Miller, so that's pretty cool. Is it possible, Wes, to have Waka be the pre-pre-pre-keynote speaker? <laughs> All things are possible with Waka. Just give him a place. <laughs> but, but like, with an online conference like that, how does how the, would we have to hack in? I mean, how would we break in early to do the pre-keynote? That's we'll just green question. screen you over top of the podium. Sweet. <laughs> uh, there's a lot more here. Let's see. Peggy is meant. This is going by really quickly here. Peggy is mentioning in October. There's the library. 2.0 conference, the, Repo- the Re- Reform Symposium. Uh, Melinda is saying she just got back from Ed Camp Atlanta. And let me see a few other ones here. Oh, there's a SmackDown S- list. I've been looking for that. STEM X conference Thanks, is going to be incredible. And uh, Sam, what's going on out in California? Out in California, coming up this next week, we've got the, on September 18th, we've got the Digital Kids EDU show. Uh, that's sponsored by KidsWire, and it's some of those people that are going to be on the Patui chat this coming week. Nice. And in addition to that, we've got coming up on the date that, okay, this is being very slow. Where is, 
It's October, I want to say, 26th is Jed Camp SF Bay, the first Jewish ed camp in SF Bay, 27th, October 27th. It's a Sunday. Uh, from 10 to 4.15, we're going to be having Jed Camp SF Bay, and I'm excited about being on the planning group for that. Nice. There's a lot of good stuff here. We're seeing Jennifer online. She's mentioning something called vertconlive.com which is uh, looks like it might be sponsored by Discovery Ed. My goodness, guys, we have a great uh, audience tonight over here at the hashtag Tech Educator and also at TeacherCast.tv. Thank you so much, and also thank you so much for helping to spread the word about the Tech Educator podcast here. There's, of course, some great stuff happening on in September and October. Um, let's see. October the... Fifth, actually, I'll start from the beginning. October the fourth, we have the New York Google Ed Summit, which I'll be on at. my birthday. Yeah, the the New York Google Ed Summit is actually going to be in New York at Hofstra, and uh, you can check that out. There's a lot of good presentations happening there. October fifth is the NJSL, which is New Jersey Library Educators. Um, I'll be there presenting. The booth will be there. We'll be doing some live stuff. And let's see, the following week is October the 12th, which is something called NJ Tech, which uh, is a great conference in Edison, New Jersey. And I heard there's a rumor that they have a wonderful keynote address happening this year by a blue-eyed educational broadcaster. So uh, I, I will be there broadcasting my own keynote address. That should be awesome. So check that out October 12th. The following it's week like a selfie. It is a kind selfie. Right. It's going to be interesting. It's I like think. an epic selfie, like a boss. You have to sit there like this the whole time and go, okay, here I am. You, you know, could really get some good angles going. Ever since the summertime when I was out in Arizona, um, I, I kind of said I, I would love to broadcast my own keynote, and I kind of have this opportunity now. So that's going to be that's live cool. on TeacherCast October 12th. The following week, I'll be live from Edscape, which is a great conference that Eric Scheniger puts on every year. The keynote address, Sam is George Kuros, and also coming flying in for Edscape. George. Flying in for Edscape to be featured speakers is Steve Anderson and Shelly Terrell. Ooh, nice. So uh, you'll be ca- They get one, too. And I'll be broadcasting. That's awesome, okay, Jeff. Never, oh, never mind. Jeff, you've been getting a lot of keynotes lately. Things have been going well. Um, I, you know, I'm... Things have been going really well here. And That's so, good. you know, if you are out there watching and, and, you know, would like to talk, I'd love to talk because we, we're doing it. Um, the presentation keynote on the 12th is going to be all about authentic learning. And since New Jersey is all about SGOs and student growth hormones, sorry, student growth objectives, um, <laughs> the, it's gonna, the, the keynote presentation is going to be something around how to use – and I really need help out there from you English majors, Sam – It'll be something to the effect of how can you use authentic learning to achieve your SGO? I should remember that one. That sounded actually pretty good. But I, I, that been, did sound pretty good. I, I've been trying. There you go. Somebody needs to write that down or record this. Um, well, and then, of hey, course. Jeff, can I can I bust in one more time? I'm I, sorry. I need one more. I and I, I, okay. I, I Can I get one more in there? And then can I get the. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. I need get, get the applause ready. Okay. November 23rd is Ed Camp, New Jersey. Not just Ed Camp, New Jersey, but it's going to be, and Peggy, please help me out with this one. This is going to be a combined event. Ed Camp, New Jersey is going to be on Saturday, November 23rd, and we are going to be broadcasting live into Classroom 2.0. 
So we are oh, gonna, the wow. Ed, Ed Camp New Jersey is going to be a guest. The entire Ed Camp is going to be a guest on Classroom 2.0. Josh, how are Very you doing cool. all this? I am magical. You are. You're working way too much. Uh, hey, but that's good. If you're this gonna burn out that computer. Hey, you know, yeah. if you work, <laughs> so this is how we do this. If you work really hard and don't sleep, then you have triplets. There you go. I'm sorry, John. You were <laughs> I don't know how that works, though. <laughs> hey, can I say one more? All right, so mine is, I forgot, and this one's for Sam. I wanted to say this especially. So Integrate Ed San Francisco is October 4th and 5th, and it's run by the uh, great uh, Darren Hudgens, who runs Integrate Ed PDX, too, and uh, that's my favorite conference out in Portland. So there's some spots left. Lisa Highfill, Alfie Cohn's going to be the keynote. Some good stuff. If Sam can get that Friday off, he can go and uh, – Hobnob with Lisa Highfield, who I think is a really good. Uh, there's some other good people. Diane Maine's probably out there. Some great people in, uh, from the Bay Area. Nice. Definitely. You know, guys, this has been a great show. This is, of course, episode number 28, where you can find it at techeducatorpodcast.com slash 28. And uh, we don't have that up there yet, but we will certainly get it out. We're also going to be posting the last two weeks' worth of shows this week. Jeff. And so we will be back next week live at seven o'clock to have another great show. Uh, Jeff, one more time. Let's just go around the horn. Where can we find you? Throw your Twitter and anything else that you want. Jeff. Sure. You can find me at instructionaltechtalk.com. You can there find my Facebook page, Twitter handle at INST tech talk. Uh, you know, definitely come hang out. If you have anything you want to hear about, want to read about, just shoot me a Twitter or tweet, shoot me a Twitter, my gosh. Been a long... <laughs> shoot your Twitter. <laughs> shoot me all of it. Um, <laughs> a long week. Uh, shoot me a tweet, but I'd be happy to uh, write something out based on what you guys are interested in hearing about. And where do we vote for Homecoming? Oh, uh, already, already done, man. It's the end of Homecoming week. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, John, where can we find you and uh, what's going on at, uh, at, you know, give me your Twitters. Okay, well, you can find me at iPadSammy.com where I just revamped the site and it's still working on it a little bit. And uh, upcoming weeks, we're going to have Brett Clark talk about his Chromebook initiative. And I'm also going to have Meg Wilson on in the future to talk about uh, her school and some of the things going on in mobile learning. Awesome. All right. And uh, we want to welcome back to the show Mr. Waka Patui and Sam Shoulder. Sam, uh, sorry, Waka, how are you today? I'm doing really well. That thing follows me everywhere. It's kind of creepy. Well, the problem, <laughs> what I see, is whenever your mouth is moving, so is Sam's. I'm not sure how that one works. Can you wave right, goodbye right, to everybody? Right. Bye! <laughs> and uh, where can we find you on, 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 on Twitter, Waka? I'm at Waka Patui, W-O-K-K-A-P-A-T-U-E. And uh, you can check us out at Patui, P-A-T-U-E, dot org. Excellent. And uh, can we can we let... I don't even know what I'm saying. Hi, Sam. How are you? Doing well. And you can find me at Sam Patui on the Twitters. And online, you can find me at www.mypaperlessclassroom.org. And, of course, you can find me at TeacherCast, where you can find all of your professional development needs. One of the neat things that we just opened up, I don't want to leave without saying it, is we just put on the front page our brand new TeacherCast educational online learning platform where right now we have three online learning classes that you can sign up for two of them are free in fact one of them is how to use green screens in your classroom which a great teacher katie ann wilson put together we also have a four 
uh, course for lesson online course right now on how to create dynamic mobile apps using AppShed. And right now we have a sale going on on how to use your iPads in your classroom. And I would get that one now where it's hot. If you are interested in joining us and making online courses for you or your students or your community, we would love to. I would love to have a course on how to be Craig Yen. I think that'd be a great course out there. So check that out, teachercast.net. And then right here at the bottom, we have a brand new app icon we're trying out, which says online courses. And of course, I want to say thank you to everybody out there who's been following the Edu Babies. The Edu Triplets now have, I think, over 70-something like that followers. I got to say, my wife has amazing Wi-Fi. If you are bored, if you have some cash to experience, we have three awesome opportunities for your registry. So just in case you're looking for your shopping needs this this holiday season, think of us and think of our kids. Um, I will see you guys next week. Again, if you are here, in an hour and a half, we are going to be starting The Principal Podcast. We will see you back here at TeacherCast.tv. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody, everybody, and continue doing great stuff in your classroom. One more time, great big huge shout-out. John, get that button ready. Okay. Big shout-out to Peggy George. Good night, everybody.